In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I call your attention to the words of our text, Amos 8, verses 4 to 7. Hear this, you who trample on the needy, and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, so that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great, and deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals and sell the chaff of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. This is our text. The obstetrical forceps were invented around 1600. These are the, the forceps that are used to help guide an infant through the birth canal. They were invented by an obstetrician named Chamberlain, whose family kept the instrument secret for 150 years so that they would retain a professional advantage. They ultimately sold the secret to the medical faculty of Amsterdam, who taught their physicians under the oath of secrecy not to share this knowledge with others. After a few years, though, two of their graduates realized that it was wrong to allow women and children to die for the want of knowledge of this instrument. And so they made its use public. Subsequently, the Shambolin family is remembered with infamy for exploiting their invention at the expense of others' lives. And this exploitation of others is not a new issue. Amos, in our text, delivers God's warning to those who exploit others. God will never forget our deeds. Now look at some of the phrases the prophet uses. Amos condemns those who exploit the poor, those who trample the needy, there are many examples of corporations which use their power to exploit the poor. Some of you may even have come up against the circumstance because although a corporation may do you wrong, to get it right you have to go to law. And who can afford an attorney? Who can afford the time? Who can afford the worry against a corporation that has a stable of lawyers? Well, you see, in our society, the process is the punishment, not what the judge declares at the end of a trial. The prophet condemns those who buy the poor for silver. You see, there's a greater value to humans than there is to profit. Woe to those who forget this and treat their fellow human beings merely as ciphers on a balance sheet. And there are those in our society who fly to Thailand to buy a boy or do other shameful but legal acts which are shocking to us in our society. 
child labor laws are intended to protect children from being exploited and their families from exploiting them in turn. Notice the prophet addresses cheating by mentioning those who are anxious to make the ephah small and the shekel great. The ephah is the measure, like a measuring basket that's used to measure out the grain that people are buying. To make that small is to cheat the customer. And the shekel is the weight which is used to measure the silver or whatever other things are being sold by weight. In other words, they deal deceitfully. And notice, they're anxious to do this. There's a certain exhilaration when you've got an advantage and you want to press your advantage. Again, there are many cases of corporations which use their power to bend the rules. Some of you may know the history of the Standard Oil Company of New Jersey, founded by that Baptist Sunday school teacher, Rockefeller, who bought legislators and did other things to give themselves a favorable, in fact, a monopoly in the marketplace. Standard Oil was finally broken up by the U.S. government into the various competing oil companies that still are with us today. The prophet speaks of selling the chaff. Now the chaff is the worthless part of the wheat. There's always a little bit of chaff in the wheat when you sell it, but they're anxious not just to sell the, the wheat that people need, but also the chaff that nobody needs. And there are companies today which sell what they can, though it is worthless. Companies that sell bad products. I was reading the other day of the Secretary of State cracking down on insurance fraud. There are folks out there who will sell you a certificate, sit behind a phone until the Secretary of State calls and says, is this person insured? And then the person on the phone says yes. And then when an accident comes around a year or two later, there is no phone number. It's disconnected. The company has disappeared and the person really isn't insured. And there are bad products left and right. There's bad entertainment. There's products people don't need. There are things like gambling and entertainment and liquor and drugs and things of that nature which are bad for people, which we sell them anyway for a profit. Now when the prophet condemns these things, we think of the wealthy because their power is obvious. But Amos addressed not organizations, not corporations. He addressed people. He addressed people like you and me. Prosperous, suburban types. People who have an advantage over others in our workplace, in our family, in our community. For you see, we take advantage of the poor when we fail to appreciate those who work for us. We fail to value human life when we are impatient, when we regard our wants as more important than others' needs. I hate to fault those who love animals, but if you're spending more on your pet than on charity for humans, there is something unbalanced. 
and many of us are not above cheating, bending the rules in business, in taxes, in safety. If a corporation did any of these things, we would demand them be responsible, and yet we excuse ourselves for shortcuts in any one of these areas. Amos' message is not exclusively to the rich, as you may imagine, but to you and to me. And if we do nothing but think, pat ourselves on the back and condemn the wealthy and the corporations, then we have missed God's message to ourselves. How do you use your power? You may forget how powerful you are, how much influence you have on the people around you, in your community, even in our nation. How do you use that power? For God will never forget your deeds. You may forget them tonight when you go to bed, but God has a record. Like the person with a credit card who forgets how much he has spent. The bank has a record. And there will be a reckoning one day. You will be remembered for what you value. Look again at the prophet's phrase, When will the Sabbath be over so that we may sell grain? These are people who value making money over hearing God's word. These are people who think it's more important to get ahead in this world than to come to terms with the Lord of eternity. Will people remember you as one concerned with the short term or the long term? Will people remember you as one who was generous or exploitative? And when I first wrote that line, I, I first wrote, remember you as giving, or exploitative, but then I had to refine another word because there are many people who give a lot. They give to manipulate, to control. They give not out of generosity, but so they can hold it over your heads and exploit the differential. People who never let you forget what you owe them, no matter what they've given, cannot be characterized as generous in spirit. Truth be told, we use every advantage to exploit others, to rouse their envy, their inferiority, to take the prestige. Those with physical looks, those with beauty, these are celebrated especially in our culture and in our society, and those who got it flaunt it to make everyone else feel envious, miserable, left behind, etc. That's why St. Paul talks about women adorning themselves not to show off, but with modesty and a spirit of good works. 
But there are those who use their advantage in righteousness as it is variously measured. Not only are there Pharisees who exult in how much time they spend in worship and in the minutia of religious observance, but there are Hollywood types. They have their kind of righteousness. They have their fundraising for charity and pat each other on the back and praise all the good things that they are doing as opposed to the worthless things that you and I are doing. There are those who have an advantage in intelligence as it is variously measured and they use that to put others down to exploit their advantages. There are some who exploit their intelligence in a very uh, respectable way and others in a, a less respectable way, but it's prestigious in their particular circles. As a teacher of middle school children, I observed smart kids tended to fall into one of two categories. There were those who would do their homework, master the lesson, receive praise from their parents and teachers. Then there were those who would use their intelligence to avoid work and avoid responsibility and of course they got a lot of prestige among their peers because they had more free time and they had gamed the system. You know even family ties can be used for exploitation. I remember living in my mother's home. I'd leave my mess for her to pick up because I knew it meant more to her than it did to me. And I knew she loved me enough not to kick me out of the house. So I exploited that differential in our relationship. And this is where you and I, ordinary people, are most apt to miss the prophet's point. For we too exploit others in our relationships, in their needs, in our differential in power on a small scale. And when we think Amos is talking only about the big shots, we forget that God will never forget any of our deeds. For all will be judged, for God will remember our deeds. Therefore I say, make the deeds of Jesus your own. You see, none of us can afford to be judged by his deeds. So God has offered a way. He has offered help to us who are co hopelessly caught up in a system of exploitation, mutual exploitation. Christ has come to live the life of service and sacrifice that we have failed to live. Consider this life. He was born in Bethlehem, became a refugee, grew up obedient to his parents. He lived a quiet life in Nazareth, caring for his mother and supporting his family without the benefit of marriage until God called him to ministry at age 30 or thereabouts. And then instead of collecting enough for an estate and investing in a house, he lived off the charity of those who believed the message, sharing their poverty or their material, whatever they had to share, one perspective Disciple, Jesus said to him that birds of the air have nests and foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Well, he lived that life of service and sacrifice and yielded even the reputation that one would have 
for living a good life because he allowed himself to be captured and executed as a criminal. But God accepted that sacrifice and raised him from the dead. And now he has good news to all those who are caught up in the system of exploitation. Those joined to Jesus have his righteousness. When you are joined to Christ, God looks not on your deeds, but he looks on the deeds of Jesus. Those joined to him have new desires. We begin to realize that it's wrong to exploit others around us. And we want to serve them using our powers in ways that help others and glorify God rather than merely build up ourselves. And those joined to Jesus have new powers. He gives the Holy Spirit for faith and for deeds that follow that faith. How are you joined to Jesus? By believing his word and receiving his sacraments. Being baptized into Jesus. Communing, receiving his body and blood. These join you to Christ so that your sin is put on him and his righteousness is put on you. That's the gospel. It, the gospel call is to disown the works of exploitation, the works of the flesh, to put on Christ. And in him, we can do the deeds of righteousness spoken of in Matthew 25. Where Jesus says to those on his right hand, I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. As you did to the least of these, you did it to me. That's why the Spirit can say in the book of Revelation, Blessed are those who die in the Lord. Henceforth, says the Spirit, and their works do follow them. For in Christ, God remembers not our deeds of exploitation, but the deeds of Christ to whom we are joined. May the gospel of Christ deliver you from exploiting others and deliver you into the kingdom of his Son. Amen. Amen. And now may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.